get calls and texts basically every day. That's amazing. Uh, and then there's like oh, a, so these are all for like from the same Google. Uh, yeah, number. so it's okay. a it's a Google Voice number that goes direct to my cell phone, yeah. and uh, and yeah, so like text is best, but I I answer it when I can. If I'm doing something, I don't answer, but I always text back. So these are all I don't know. Every day I get a lot a lot of texts. I haven't had them for years. So those were all from the same person? No, okay. that was from the same person, but these are all different people. And then I have some regulars, and like I have some guys who like ask me relationship advice, or which is I'm not qualified to give, or like people like hit me up with like yeah. You know, this has been a weird through line. A lot of our fans have like drug problems. <laughs> I don't know why, or they were depressed. What was the impetus there? Like, what what could you have possibly been thinking? So, because it's just funny, but um, okay. we did a video die slow for our second time get color, and we we're like, all right, we got to put a phone number in there. You know, I always thought that'd be really yeah. tight, and then we didn't, we couldn't get a phone number. We're like, oh, we should have got a real fake phone number. And then now it's like Google Voice comes, so it's like shit. You can just have a phone number, so we just put the phone number in, and like, well, what do we do with it? And it's like, well, I just have to go to my cell phone. Also, like nowadays, man, personal connection to fans, Twitter, yeah. you know, like. I feel like kids like watching motherfuckers play Twitch all day, someone watching someone else play a video game, or watching YouTube with some asshole talk about politics with his face in the camera. That's like simulating a friendship. It's shit you talk about the friend with. That's how lonely people are. So I'm like, shit, you want some friends? You want a personal connection? Call my ass. It's interesting. You know, I, I actually just had uh, Dino Douglas Rushkoff. He's uh, like, a, like a media theorist. I just had him on the show recently. We were sort of like talking about this, about how whether technology is, is isolating or, or connects people. I would say it's definitely isolating. Yeah. I mean, you know, it, it seems like you're trying to sort of leverage it in a way in which you can actually like reach out to fans in a way that you wouldn't even like touring right yeah i just also i was kind of like we come from like a diy noise background and it's like when i was really yeah, really young like you know under 18 i'd be like go to the show and i'm like oh shit i could just go talk to that guy it's the guy in the band so yeah. i'm like you can fucking talk to this guy all you want and it's like also, also i was experienced like a lot of like i got a lot of like pwg and like indie wrestlers like there's like a you, you, when you have a personal connection, you want to see them succeed. You like yeah. really, really root for them, and that seems to be this weird thing with like kids today. Like perceive any sort of the difference between artist and fan is very different. Where like the, the personal relationship seems to be a big deal for people. So so wait, so how is that connected to wrestling? Oh, fucking indie wrestlers! They just like um, I don't know. There's, there's like a weird renaissance going on in wrestling right yeah, now, yeah, and yeah. like um, you know, the like young bucks, and, like Cody Rhodes, like. So much of that that trust and goodwill that they've been done, where like fans would fly over, they they put on this indie wrestling show that like broke all records, they had, like over ten thousand seats, so, like people were literally flying mm-hmm. from cities to do it just because they they like the guy so much, you want to see them succeed. So your fans are literally like, you know, like people now, like people fucking Patreon some guy on YouTube. Yeah, you just you know, you know want them to succeed. So for us and our fans, it's like, hey, you can I, I'll kind of be your friend for real you can just call me do you feel like you've actually had good interactions is oh, anything yeah. fruitful come of that yeah totally most of it's uh confusion yeah which is kind of funny or like hey, most of up? it's like probably 20 texts of somebody like assuming that it's not a real number and they're not actually talking to you yeah then i'm like no it's really me and they're like oh that's tight i don't have anything to say but uh there's a few people like i've had a few ones where like in the beginning where like some really disturbed people call me where they're like Yo, your video's about me. I'm going to commit suicide. I know you're trying to send me these messages. And this is early. I wasn't good at like an argument. I'm like, man, the universe doesn't care about you. I'm going to make a video. Then I was like, oh shit, that's just terrible. Yeah, like, I no, can't. maybe. Yeah, like, maybe nihilism isn't the way to yeah, go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's bad advice. But now, yeah, I'm very, yeah. very, very, very positive. Uh, yeah. But mo- it's all positive. It's like any kid is hitting up. It's obviously a fan of the band and like is kind of tickled. I mean, it must be interesting to sort of find yourself in a place where people don't believe it's you that they could be talking to. I guess so, because they assume to be a, a, a recording. But if yeah. I answer, like, uh, you know, it's just kind of funny. It's sort of like the state of music now, right? I mean, unless you're a handful of people, you know, this is this is kind of like you, you've kind of hit, I think, like the heights of like, you know, being sort of an indie rock level band. Yeah, I, I guess so. Maybe. I, I, guess, I guess the height's not that high. <laughs> 
Do you feel like you're continuing to get bigger with 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 each subsequent? Yeah, record? but we don't we don't have any jumps. It's like this extremely incremental uh, yeah. climb. Everything it's always growing, but it's not growing. It never never grows. But it's just this very incremental uptick. How do you measure that? I don't know. Just like you know, people going to shows, people buying stuff. Also, like I do the merch at the shows, okay. so it's like the level of fandom. Yeah, the way people perceive you. That means you're attracting a different kind of person. They have a different relationship to your music. As you get bigger, and as you've been doing this for a while, there are certain things that you do have to hand off to other people. You know, obviously, you've got press people. Christina walked you up. You know, yeah, yeah. I mean, we've had label. I don't want to. I would hate to do all that shit. I do merch just because from the background, and then people just like it. And then, yeah, and then I just I don't know. I have a passion for retail. Like I, I also I, I designed the shirts. I don't know. I, I'm in. I like. I used to work at like as a salesman at like Guitar Center, or like yep. Blockbuster Video. I was, I was pretty into it. <laughs> Not that I'm selling anyone any shit. I'm just selling a fucking T-shirt. You know. I mean, do, do you like? Is there an aspect of that that you miss? No, that's a fucking horrible job. You said you were in. You said I, you were I, into I just, it. I like selling stuff. You, you're good I, at I, it. I don't. I don't mind yeah. the train. I don't mind sitting at the merch table. Yeah. I guess what I mean. And also, like you know, I saw a lot of like whatever you want to call it, punk bands or whatever. Like dude in the band would yeah. sell the shit. You know, I had a ton of retail jobs before i started in editorial i will say that that was more high stress than anything i've done since there was something about it it was like i don't know if this the till or the dealing with customers like counting yeah. money all that shit like i would have fever nightmares over that sometimes. i worked at uh that's how old the fuck i am i, I worked at blockbuster video okay. and people were fucking pissed yeah. all day yeah yeah so that that wasn't tight yeah i worked at record stores well when those were still around so that would like be large. cool i always wanted to work at record store i thought that'd be cool i, I mean, picture it'd be like high fidelity or something like that it's a, that's the dream and then you end up working at I mean, so, so you're you're from California originally. Oh uh, yeah, I'm I'm from San Diego. You remember I'm the like, warehouse? Yes, I used to go to the warehouse. Used, that Dude, was one of my first like jobs. Sixteen ninety nine then. Yeah, in the nineties or and, and up. I think yeah, it was like seventeen, eighteen, ninety nine. Ridiculous Tower records. Yeah, yeah. but yeah, it, it's like it's like anything else. You know, it's kind of nice to be in and around music, unless it's a a corporate setting and b. I don't know. There's there's something about like getting close to what you want to do that can, like seeing how the sausage is made that kind of kills the the, yeah, the yeah, romance yeah. behind it of course yeah of course you don't want to get behind the curtain or whatever you guys were pretty hands-on it sounds like on pretty much every aspect from the beginning yeah but i mean that's pretty typical you know any yeah. in, in the indie or sort of yeah well realm. i guess we like yeah i do all the sort of artwork and branding whatever the fuck you want to call it the band but yeah we, we've been uh also, we we started like we literally, you know, we from the very inception, we'd like book tours on MySpace, like play like some basement, yeah. you know, to some hardcore kids or do totally random shit throughout the country, and we did that like on the reg every three months. You've directed a number of music videos too. Yeah, yeah. I went to film school. Then I was like, I was like working. <laughs> I wish I could capture your face as you say that. No, no. I mean, no. It's tight. It's just like I was like in when I first moved to LA. I didn't, I didn't go to college, but I went to this like one year broke ass film school. Mm. And then I was like working in TV, and I'm like, man, this is fucking terrible. And I'm like, I could just see my whole twenties going by real fast of me yeah. working these twelve hour days. And I'm like, I'm gonna be so fucking bitter. And I was in the LA uh, and the noise scene and like the smell and all the shit was like kind of popping right then. I'm like. Like, I got to make a band for, like, one or year and, like, make one record. Like, Jim Jarmusch, like, he has this post-punk band called, like, the Del Byzantines. Yeah. Then he became Jim Jarmusch. So I was like, yeah. I'll do that. And so then we started doing it. And just actually, to sort of, like, keep yourself busy while you were I was just like, on, I got to be young. Bullshit. I got to yeah. join the music scene somehow. I got to do something cool. Then I made the band. And then we, we like, it actually started doing. We get, and I was like, well, shit. The odds of having any artistic success are so remote. I'm like, well, I can't fuck that up. We'll just keep going. And then, shit, I, Christ, we're still going. So you weren't really serious about music prior to that? Uh no, I was super into it. But but you weren't like performing much. No, this is this is the first band. I guess I had a band in high school. It was pretty definitely not professional. Do you feel like you were 
proficient at your instrument? No, I'm terrible. I like to think. Are I'm, you I'm, still? No, I'm like <laughs> okay. I'm good enough. I'm good enough I to play. Like at this point, how many years has it been at this? A point? lot. I mean, yeah. I'm not. I should be a lot better than I am. But no, no, I'm good enough to play our music. I can play songs. It's fine. I'm just saying, like you know, like um, yeah. I cannot shred. I'm the bass player, though. Like our 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 songs have very simple, very simple bass lines <laughs> in our new era. Our old era is more so like the kind of shit. Now I'm, it's like a very software based bass line where it's like holding notes. As far as like on record, it's actually done through software. There is or? no on the new, except for this one song on this record. On the new records, there is no live bass because hmm. I want that sub UB. I mean that shit is that sine wave is. Well, actually, I, most of the time you're using 808s, like nothing is bigger than that. That's like the dream. Walk me through that. Like, how does your role change as the band moves more towards software? Uh, well, I'm the software guy, so okay. uh, for me, it's not really it's not normally an issue. It's just yeah. about you know making making the tune, and also it's like, man, that that software base is the best base ever. It's a very different experience, like sitting at a computer versus oh yeah, bass totally, totally, and yeah, and that, that that's different. And you know, we started we, were, we wrote everything in a in a room, yeah. And there's like a lot of awesome virtues to that, but sort of like changing with the times and like stuff we wanted to do and like how we wanted the records to sound, like getting them heavier and, and doing things that are interesting because like, well, everything on the computer is limitless, you know, and also the more most innovative stuff that we're getting into, it's like being created on computers. So it's it was definitely a very hard transition where we sort of converted the band. When did that happen? So that's like from Get Color to Death Magic. Okay. And in between we did the video game. Max Payne three, but uh, which so kind that of... was like only like a, a record or two ago. Yeah, right? but no, yeah, but the, that length of time it's like a lost weekend. Yeah. So Get Color comes at two thousand nine, and uh, Death Magic comes at twenty fifteen. So by lost weekend, you mean six years? Yeah, like really lost weekend. I was like, what the fuck am I doing with my life? Like this insane amount of time to figuring out like this very. We did a video game in the middle. Yeah. We did touring, so it was I'd say maybe it's more like a three year lost weekend, but uh, yeah, figuring out how to make this this new electronic version of us that still kind of works like a band. So that's the explanation then for that a chunk of that six year gap was that you were. Kind we of made the record Death Magic a few times and scrapped it. All the same songs, like yeah. production sucked. We were really unhappy with the production and get color, and then we were trying to like retool everything to be this electronic sound, and then like having it work and sound good and make sense, and there's like a lot of trial and error, and we had to find a guy who could actually. It was actually ended up being two producers in a row to like help us finish it. You know, mm-hmm. you kind of you really this perspective. You've been put, like trying to make something happen for years. Yeah, you know, but it's not like it had to be that complicated. Now that it's done, it's like we can just do another record at the like, normal length of time. I had John Vanderslice on the show. What he said to me was the reason why one of the reasons why he's like stuck to analog is because you almost get too many choices with computer in that like you can sort of like sit there and futz over something for a million years until it sounds perfect. At a certain point, like when you're recording in the studio, you just kind of have to rip the bandaid off and go with it. Well, uh, we very much embrace the modern uh, way of making it because of the frustrations we've had of earlier records doing sort of old school or like the second record, which we like. Out of our, we chose to do analog, which is really stupid, and I'm going digital anyway, and it's like the worst sounding record we've ever done. All the yeah. prep falls with it. So like uh, the shit of the computer now, it's it's pretty tight. You can like revisit it and like keep working on it. And at a certain point, you like you do need to ship a record. Oh, of course, yeah, you got to get done. Uh, but I guess, but for the big thing for me, it's like we've really tried to make you know really intense or like heavy music. It's yeah. like I want more dog. You know, dog is we this week say being heavy, like more dog, like give me more dog. It's like. I gotta have that sub bass. I want those like screeching highs. Like the computer, give me, give me all that shit. Yeah. Also, you can like now it's like all that the old school. I'm like dog. You can like rock transients on like a snare drum, so like it makes you blink when you hear it. It's so fucking piercing. Like you can just, just rip someone's head off with the fucking regular ass computer. It's like why the fuck would I be like killing myself 
like analog take to yeah. get like a fraction of the power, you know. Do you feel like you're getting heavier as you as you progress? Yeah, this new record is uh it, this record's got a lot of dog, you know. Yeah. And it's like it's it is way heavier. Obviously, you know, it, and it's yeah, we're getting heavier. We'll get like Pantera, you just keep getting heavier until uh it's it's getting less and less musical until like kills itself. Yeah. Well, like, it's just not as good because it's gonna, too crazy. You're gonna just like loop back around into noise or something yeah, at a certain something. point. But uh, I do love that Pan- Pantera is like kinda awesome. Like they never they just kept getting heavier until it like yeah. becomes harder and harder and harder to listen to and less and less song yeah. like is hilarious. It's almost like you're like fighting against something because you know, most people as they get older they get like mellower in their old age. Well, I don't know, my obsession with music and what I liked about music the most, now that I'm older I can appreciate others. But, like, I want, you know, because you're, you're so full of fucking, you know, calm or whatever. You just want to get off. And, yeah. like, I love the the intensity. And the speakers and the sounds. Everyone has good sound. Everyone has good speakers now. Everything yeah. has bass. You yeah. know, the shit sounds good nowadays. The You know, the 2000s are so rough. All these indie bands had, like, the could do whatever they want on the corner and everything sounded like shit and was super thin and we were in that transition training. everyone knew it sucked but in the future it's gonna be good it's like now we're in the future it's like these plugins to destroy if you want you can make an old school indie record sound exactly like that cool record from 1980 whatever if you wanted yeah there's all these new wave of bands that just sound like you could you couldn't tell when they're from which is either exciting or not exciting but uh man you got all these tools at your spells like shit can be huge it can sound great it can sound vintage and it's very attainable did you have to teach yourself all that programming for for that yeah record? but the magic yeah i did but now it's like shit is so much easier yeah it is crazy like you could it's crazy how good everything is now and and how easy it is why are the remix albums so important to the band they were then now i can't get anyone no one gives a fuck about a remix basically back then we were coming out early we couldn't you know we're this base of this especially our first album it's like it's this atonal noise band but we had like a little bit of a press profile it's like to get people to pay attention i was just like going on all these blogs i'm like man all these shitty bands I don't like are these dope remixes. Yeah. Like, we should just be getting these remixes. We get in these blogs. And it was just such a fertile time. Every single remix we did was just brilliant. You know, that blog house era. Like, amazing shit. And so we just... we And also, the big impetus was the Crystal Castles thing. Mm. We'd hit them up to do a split. They wanted to do a remix. And we did a remix and a split. And that broke them in the UK. And also became this like huge like pressure for us. And it was such a great song. We're like, fuck, we, can we just keep doing that? And so we did. And we just kept doing it. Then it was this you know remix album. We did another one. This third one was such a struggle because remixes have totally fallen out of favor with the streaming era. Because they don't care. It's just the way we listen to music with streaming. So what we're doing now, which is much more exciting uh, for people now, is we're just doing these collaborations where we're doing just two artists making a track together. How's streaming killing it? Uh, I just people just listen to music differently streaming like you're not uh, tracking stuff down even like even though when downloads were like killing the business in terms of money you had to work to download that that album you had to go out of your way to go get it and you would listen to it on your own Mm -hmm. time now it's like I think with streaming it's like shit and it's a lot of true with the phone like shit has to just show up in front of you or shows up on a playlist you know for you for you to really hear it so for you to be like I want to hear the alternate reworking of some song it's like that it doesn't really enter the equation you mentioned I think it was before we re- we started recording, but back in the warehouse tower days, you would spend like seventeen ninety nine for a CD. Oh yeah, you're and committed. You, you want and you're a kid. You're committed to that. Oh, or you like, know how much money that is when you're a kid. Yeah, I'm from the Bay Area. Uh, like I'm from the East Bay, so you know I would have to go to like San Francisco or Berkeley, and I would have to you know comb through all of these bins to get something. And because of that, like I'm I'm gonna commit myself to this record. I, I went out of my way to get it. I spent my hard earned cash on it. But now when something comes up in front of you on Spotify. It's. I don't think we give 
records the time that we used to. Are you kidding? Like in the fucking 60s, man, you couldn't even listen to your car. So you'd like buy the yeah. LP and you'd go home and you put it on and you'd fucking just sit there. Yeah. And you'd look at the art, like the level, you know, what's his fucking name? Uh, Malcolm McLaren. He called it. He was like, when the Walkman came out, he was like, music is going to keep getting more and more disposable and more of an accessible. You have less of a place in your life. And, 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 and he was right. So like, hey, we live in a society, you know, money talks. Like you pay money, you pay yep. attention. And like, yeah, everything's for free. Everything's immediate. Like it's not going to have the same power. But the album is still important for you, or at least for, for us. I don't know if it really is, but we're just, yeah. we, you know, that's how I got into the game. I really love albums, so we're making an album. If you want to listen to the album on Spotify, you can. We don't have it like we sequence it in a way to really be played and really end to end. But like, it's not you can listen to it out of order. It's not the worst thing in the world. It's not like it's like a fucking Pink Floyd where it's like, you know, these super crazy transitions or anything. I still listen to Spotify though, man. I'm not, I'm not going to poo poo anything. Sure. I don't fucking touch vinyl. Fuck that shit. Like I'm just like, it, it's so it's so hard to move your house. Yeah. So yeah, uh, you know that I'm is all... literally vinyl and books are the two things that are keeping me in my apartment. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah the, the, you get anxiety about moving. They're so yeah. heavy. Of course, listen to vinyl is tight, but uh, I'm really into Spotify. I listen to albums on Spotify. I do wish they wouldn't. They keep trying to push you to randomize or radio and like totally destroy any album format, which is a bummer. Yeah, because uh, I I think the album is really awesome as a music experience but totally get why it's outdated however we're still gonna make the record we're still gonna make an album given all the access we have given the fact that you guys at this point are certainly pretty tech savvy at least when it comes to the making of the music it's easy once you produce it theoretically to just sort of get it out in the world right to just like get it up on spotify or soundcloud yeah and that's pretty fun too like you know how like you can get shit yeah you can get shit out you can do it really fast uh that's what's cool about these collaborations you can feel like me a lot more fast and loose like we've got, uh, we have a bunch more coming, and like we did these like the fastest we've ever done anything, and like that's really liberating. Mm. And we got to like, you know, also you got to do those cool shits. Like we got to work with like some different singer, or, like got like Perturbator, who's like we really respect, and, like do like a really sweet track. So it's pretty cool. What does that collaboration look like? I mean, are you guys ever actually in the same room? Yeah, most of them were in the same room. The only ones we weren't the Soccer Mommy one. We did it with Corin from Purity Ring, and we like, sent it to her, and she sang on it. And we never we. We went to her show and she got really sick, so we couldn't talk to her. So we still haven't met face to face, but I saw the show. Perturbator was he lives in France, so we did that over, yeah. over the thing. But like uh, Youth Code, like they went to my studio at my house. We just did that, you know, over a few days, and then uh, we have these other ones too, but I can't say what they are, and they're really good. Okay, okay, and they keep getting delayed. How important is that face to face collaboration? It basically makes it a lot fucking easier. I'd say better. The idea of getting a bunch of people in a room and playing all their instruments—that's that's one ideal but how do you actually collaborate in with people in person when you're doing it through it's just kind of how they do records now so even if we were using instruments there's yeah. still going to be a producer or basically someone is controlling the, the computer and everything's going to happen once it gets to the computer someone's just sitting there so whether you do a live instrument or not live instrument it doesn't matter because it just becomes some audio that's in the computer that you move around and you structure so it's like it's kind of the same thing it just it just there's just you don't have to maybe record some shit and we still do like we'll record some guitar or some vocals but man shit's so easy now you just plug it right in yeah <laughs> it's yeah. crazy you know hard recorded records in the old days it's insane we did, we recorded our first record by ourselves in the smell with no knowledge barely any knowledge we read a few tape ops which was actually a terrible idea because we got our fucking mind mixed up about like how the how the pros do it and like they're really opinionated old guys got all mixed up but like we've, we you know we've done that it's a lot of work so i've been living in new york for god like close to like 15 years at this point i've got a steady job i've got like a decent apartment every so often like because i sound like such a douchebag when i say this but like you get like a tinge of nostalgia from when you were roughing it like in are you early kidding days. nostalgia is like it's killing you i put on I watched the movie Clerks the other day. I yeah. couldn't watch it. I like five minutes into Clerks, the nostalgia was so intense. I started like losing it. It's like nostalgia is weird. It makes you depressed for things that you, you like hated at the time, or yeah, or just weird. <laughs> like 
that's a funny thing too. Like the like late nineties, I hated it. It was all so tasteless, yeah. and that's why I got into in, 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 you know cool underground music and shit. Now looking back, I'm like, man, I should just fucking lightened up and enjoyed that shit. Yeah. This shit's hilarious. It's just so different later. Like, but is there something about those or like those early days? Granted, it doesn't sound as good when you're recording in a in a venue with these older methods. But oh, I love the first record. Yeah, but, um, for, with all you know all its foibles. But yeah, um, it, well, what is nice? It's just like getting to you have the idea you're trying to execute it and like it is easier than ever to yep. get what you want it's still hard especially with like this production shenanigans or shit we're trying to do with these songs or like or like a lot of shit for these songs like i got it like got an idea not musical it's like how would you even do that you know this whole like band aesthetic or a concept just these concept this yeah. whole band has been this all this you know because also it's like i'm not like a natural musician it's like and 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 jake jake wants to we, you know we're always collaborating but like just having some fucking random ass idea and like conceptually like you know the old the first time we would literally like i would like write on a piece of paper with words like an arrow all right guys this is the song we're gonna write like there's no music involved <laughs> so the first time if you hear it it's just like blah, 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 yeah, blah, yeah. you know it's all fucking uh barely music it's like volume or no i'd be like fast part that goes like this okay. moving into ramp up this it's just like and just picturing like this is the kind of music we need yeah. to make and so like and even now it's still obviously we're like a lot better and like a lot more musical a lot more grounded you know because when we were younger we we're just out of our fucking minds we're gonna do a song like this or like we're gonna have this production thing or it's like kind of be like this metal thing but it's not this metal but thing but that's interesting though bass and this thing. you're almost describing like an analog version of what you're doing on the computer you're like mapping out a song in a way that people don't always do when they're just playing I mean I guess so I think it's a really bad way to explain it song no <laughs> yeah but but, paper. but like it's but, interesting no, that the band it, came together that way it is actually interesting and it's amazing work but the great thing about the computer is instead of this piece of paper working with a live band of just complete nonsense you could i could you could structure it right on the but the funny thing is though even then or like it's not like this is like we're talking about the 2000s here everything's gonna be recorded on a computer anyway first time it's recorded on a computer so it's like it ends up being the yeah. same thing it's just this style of thinking which i call like a rock dog thinking of just sort of how you approach it and, you know, when you work with, like, people who are doing mostly computer music or, like, whatever the fucking pop or hip, like, they have a different approach and you, you kind of just get into how it works. Or, like, or how shit now, it's, like, things always changing. Like, yeah. The plugins are so fucking good. Man, the sample packs are so good. You can just get a $10 subscription to Splice and the shit will write a song for you. The nice thing about first remixers and now collaborators is they're probably teaching you new ways into the music. Yeah, everyone's got their own gimmicks, but man, man, you know, output this shit. Like, there's two songs on the radio right now that are just output patches that are doing the hit, the the hit. Like, they have like a like a vocal like, yeah. and it's like so catchy. Like, there's two there's two rap songs that are hits right now that are just an 808 beat. Like, and and uh, there's out these output patches that are like pre made hooks that you can choose what the key is. And that company does also other stuff where you can choose the key and they have like revolving loops. Like it's never been easier. <laughs> does that feel like cheating sometimes? I don't know. It's just I can't change history. History's gonna be fucked up anyway. <laughs> like so what do, what do, you know yeah. what I do? So the cool thing is I think for us is like there's stuff we wanna do, there's like a whole lineage and stuff we come from and stuff we're gonna make. It's like definitely wanna use tools. And if these tools can let shit be heavier or like get more intense or whatever, then yeah. To, to pull off what you want. Six years between records, obviously, as you said before, you were doing stuff in the meantime, you were touring and you were working on the video game soundtrack. But when it sort of takes that long between albums, I mean, was it was it clear the entire time that you were going to do another album, that the band was going to continue? No, I was like, I don't know what I'm doing with my life. I fell apart, like, I mean, like, rapidly getting older. I'm like, what the fuck? But the old, the, the fucked up thing was like, is the most comfortable I've ever been because we had just in the video games. So it's like we yeah. actually getting paid for the first time in our life. You're in a successful rock band, like that's yeah. But we we're like dead zone, and yeah. like and music was really changing, and also like 
we wanted to do all this like uh, electronic stuff and people were trying to like reach out to to like work with didn't really see us that way and like you know stuff was falling through and it was like this like weird existential fear and in my head i was like all right it's like i can't quit because we never did the third album and we pissed at myself the rest of my life and then like it just kept taking more time and all this stuff it was it was, it was this really weird bizarro like total lost weekend time and then all my i had a lot of buddies in la it's like uh they're party promoters and like djs so i went real deep on like a lifestyle and i'm like is this gonna happen to me like it's like is this just a fucking everything's just gonna unravel like i'm fucking falling apart and then it's like then we made it it actually came together i'm like hey you gotta gotta keep the faith took forever but so like now it's like this weird time where it's like we're just sort of back in it like just putting out records at like a regular amount of time and now i'm fucking old which is hilarious i like look to the math i'm like what the fuck it, it was a given that this one after the last one after it took six well now years, now here's the thing we can just make records now this is why we're able to do collaborations in a few days like, is, we, we would not been able to make records there was this, you know, it's like so much before we're recording it, like either ourselves or with people, there's all these obstacles to making it happen. And then Death Magic is like, how do we even make this record and get the sound we want? And this one, it's like, we already know what the thing is. We literally work with the same exact producer. We know who can get it mixed. We know how to make it. We know, you know, we can do it electronically or whatever and record it. And then and then we know that it's like, we don't even need the producer it's like, to, to help us finish. It's like everything working out. You can just like work with someone else and get a song done. So You're not like, dependent on other people to get shit done. Yeah, I mean, I still uh, someone's gonna mix it though. I'm, yeah. not, I'm not mixing shit. I'm not a fucking nerd. Like, I need, I want a pro. When you lose a band member, is that another moment where you're just sort of like considering the path forward? Uh, I think with you know, um, it's like you know, stuff was already you know, it was, it was already working. He's doing his own thing, and he the, was sort the, of like on his way out. It felt like I don't know, I don't know. I we felt like he might quit. We didn't want him to, and that was it. We wish him the best, though. There's no ill will. So four people, one you know, somebody who's like basically been in it since the beginning leaves. For a lot of bands, that's sort of like a moment for them to sort of regroup and you know consider what the path forward is. Yeah, I think the path forward was this like long slog of just like trying to keep the faith of getting death magic done and when we yeah. did that's sort of the way it's going to work from now on so like we know how to do that like everybody's roles shift a little bit yeah totally because you know it's like everything is different like we, we will play live differently like you know we had a scramble we did that tours a th- three piece and we're fine with it so like from then on we've been a three piece which is fine whose idea was a video game the, the first one i know you're on number two now oh uh that was no one's idea it just like we got a call we were in new york we played a show and they're like hey rockstar would love to tell you love to uh Take it to dinner, and in my head, I'm like, "Oh man, what if they ask us to score a game?" Yeah, I'm like, "That would never happen." And then we get to dinner, like, "So, what do you guys think about scoring a game?" I'm like, "What the fuck, man? That's crazy." So that was like, that was like a dream for you. Yeah, I'm, a, I'm, a, um, I'm the only guy in the band that plays video games. I'm a huge patron, especially of Rockstar games, but mm. also like, I, pl- I play a lot of video games, man. Now that you've been doing doing this, nobody's playing. People haven't like picked up games a little bit more now that they're on that side of things. No, right. uh. B is just not his bag, and Jake's just like he yeah. can't figure out the two sticks. He, he, Jake, Jake's amazing at Mario, but he's kind of a, okay. like a luddite with that. So now it's a, that's he's sort of like a, a platformer, like two D. He's guy. not playing any video games. Yeah. Um, probably reading some smart guy shit or so, whatever. But like, yeah, I'm like, you know, the flight here, I was playing the Switch the entire time. Shit went back and forth, 45 minutes. Played yeah. Civilization Six it was amazing. How do you write? to a video game i've seen all this footage of like people like orchestras scoring movies that makes sense because it's like a well, linary yeah so uh, movies totally makes sense you have a yeah. locked picture you're going to score a picture you're going to make the motion what's cool uh, the video games it's kind of like challenging in its way it's, it's interactive so it's going to be program music and they're going to be loops because mm-hmm. when you're playing the game it's going to take different people different lengths of time to complete something if they suck or if they're really good or whatever and it needs to be uh sequenced based on it so and max Payne would be like here's a level when 
if there's this many guys shooting at you, you play this much music, and if there's less guys shooting, at you, you play this much music. So we would do like six interact, six stems that could play over each other, and they were all loops, and they could be recombined in different ways. Sometimes, so, they, so they this is something that you couldn't have done the way you used to make music. No, like, there's no no relation. This is just yeah. its own thing. And so we, when we work with them, they're like, all right, here's what we do: we do this this, this system. We could go from anywhere from this many stems to this many stems. For this game, we're going to do six. And we're like, one would be suspense, just like drone, dark, you're walking around. And then two would have like, you know, uh, up in intensity, maybe some drums. Now three or whatever could be totally different. Like three could not work with two. You just recombine them, whatever, until and you go all the way up to six where like everything is playing. And you need like tons of variation so it feels like it doesn't feel like a loop, that it's like super random. And that would be the makeup of the music for that level. And like this new thing... Uh, like we, we did on GTA Arena Wars, that's not narrative. So it's just like a game mode, but that would still have, mm-hmm. I think we did five stems where it's like drums, you know, bass, like this intensity, this intensity. So like they can be recombined for how you're playing that that one too. I mean, I got to be honest, it sounds a little monotonous. The Well, it's loops. I mean, they, yeah. it's a video game, like, but the shit works. Like if you're playing uh, like Red Dead. Oh, I don't mean, to, I don't mean how it plays back. I mean, the actual process of creating it. Well, I don't know. It's fucking liberating. When you yeah. do your own music, you're like filled with all this doubt. And you're like, oh man, does this suck? I suck. What am I doing? When you're doing the, the video game, it's amazing because you have a footage of a guy playing the video game and you can put the music up to it mm. and you can see within four seconds of it's working. So there's like, there's like a yeah. objective proof. There's like empirical data, whether this sucks or not. So like you make an album, you don't know how people are going to react you don't know if it sucks you don't know you don't know if it sucks like you are helping this movie or game whatever it works or it doesn't and you can see that in two seconds when you're putting together record there are no there are really no parameters right i mean you know like and for here you've got a very strict set of rules that you need to follow yeah you got to fucking check off a checklist and you can see if it works and if it doesn't or if you think it works and they don't you get notes and you you do it so it's like so much more freeing. Well, it's interesting. I mean, there are more rules, there are more parameters, it's, but it's more liberating. It's liberating that you're not stressed. Because yeah. when you make a record, you're like, does this suck? Am I blowing it? Oh, shit. Am I not, do, why am I even doing music? You know, you got all these insecurities. You, you know? just go through the entire yeah. process with every song. I mean, it sounds like you enjoyed the experience. Oh, yeah. It's incredibly gratifying. The game is amazing. I love video games. I was a huge fan of Rockstar. So, like, it's really badass like to play it. Also, it was like really gratifying. We got to go to to the studios. I got to play through the game with them and like give notes on like my what I thought where the the sequencing should go. So we like could help program how the music played per uh, per uh, you know uh, level is fucking amazing. And so and also like I mean shit, this is like this is some tightest, some tightest entertainment there is. Do the roles of the band? I mean, I assume they have to change because the music is so different and the music making process is so different. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, the, the the entire creative process has changed over time. But also, I just mean like with regards to making a video game versus making an album. Oh yeah, there's no yeah, it's, yeah, n- not comparable. But it couldn't have just been one person. No, we're, everything we always collaborate. Yeah, like this, the the band is like. Each according, what do you say? Each according to their own needs. Yeah. <laughs> there is a division of labor. Yeah. And uh, we're all pretty much in agreement. And if you really feel something, you can, f- like, it's not like, there's not a lot of politics with it. You know, we have, we we, we work together. You know, uh, Jake, myself, and Beach. there's just collaboration. Or if you really hate something, you can really, really veto it. But you got to have a good reason. Yeah, I talked to a lot of bands who tell me that their secret to success over the years is, has been that it almost needs to run as a dictatorship a lot of people feel like one person needs to have sort of like the vision for the group yeah i mean i guess i would be the uh lars ulrich of the band i'd be the idea man my lifestyle determines my death style yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. actually actually that movie does really stuck with me and like like even to this day i'm like yo that sounds stock and like that that line sticks with me but no but like uh lars ulrich uh w- 
he's he's sort of the he was the uh the vision man he's the idea man for metallica now that doesn't mean music that's just like the yeah. idea but we're um and we're all very much in agreement and with that and like if you disagree you know it, it's it's like a we we work well together and yeah. like we trust each other so if jake was like that sucks i hate it i'm like well I trust your. I trust you enough that even if I liked it and you hate it, like we're gonna work around that, you know. Or we could we could argue about it or work through it if we really believe it. But we know each other well enough that like, the, I, I I never feel like oh the decision was wrong. I can't believe I went went with that. You know, we're we're close enough in agreement. So now the process sort of starts with you putting stuff down on the computer. Usually, like I, like there's concepts or songs. Also, Jake writes on his own too. But mm-hmm. Jake is does not is not a computer guy or tech guy, and he's writing like melodies. So he'll write like a demo with just like chords, or he'll write it with on a guitar, something very musical. It's like hey, I'm working on this. Or what I my favorite is like I can make a beat or like some thing that like I think is the idea, and I can give it to Jake, and he can like write melodies or write some music over it or whatever like that. So you guys are all still in L.A.? Oh, yeah. So you meet up to do this? Yeah, I have a, so I have a studio in my basement, which is pretty sweet. You don't and have, then, like, a postal service situation where you mail each other tracks? That sounds horrible. <laughs> no. And then and then Jake has uh, – he has a pretty sweet studio at his, his house, too. But uh, we usually work – A couple records ago, it was a, it was a major slog, and there was – it wasn't – It was what... just figuring out how to get the production sound, yeah. all the stuff. It sounds like there was a lot of external forces, and there was a lot of shit happening in your life specifically. No, it's not like, oh, man, I had a drug problem. I couldn't get the record done. You keep saying last weekend in my defense. No, last weekend, I was like, yeah, I was I was going loose, but that yeah. was me. Like, it had nothing to do with it, getting anything yeah. done. It's just like we couldn't get the production sound. We did the record with another guy. We spent a lot of money, our own money, out of pocket because we didn't have a record deal at the time, like a shitload of money, and like we had to scrap all of it because it like was not happening. Because there's also that time, the transitioning time, it's like there was a lot of people you'd work with in your realm. It was like this weird thing where like people didn't know how to do it. Like if you have a sort of a rock aspect, they only knew how to do that. Or like, hey, we're trying to do this electronic thing and it needs to sound like this. And like they get that, but they didn't. It was this weird middle ground. And so until we found um, Andrew Dawson and then we had to finish it with uh, Lars Stolfers and Lars, who we work with from now on, it's like they understood how to do that. And it's not hard, but it you couldn't be. It was hard to explain, and yeah. how people actually get it. It seems pretty clear based on your description of the band coming together that you've taken this a lot further than you ever possibly imagined. Yeah, I, I didn't plan to be doing music this long at all. Yeah, is it something that you can see yourself continuing to do with this group of guys for the foreseeable future? Yeah, if we make enough money, sure. I mean, I love the lifestyle. That's the thing. I can't. You know, it's so great about music. It's like you could be like a low level other forms of art or low-level anything, and it, like, blows. A low-level musician is incredible. Low-level musician in, like, is almost as good as, like, you could be orders of magnitude bigger, and the lifestyle is the fucking same, and you still have a great show, and you still have your fans, and you still get to live the lifestyle and travel, and, like, you still make money. It's, like, only music's like that. And, like, you could write a fucking book, the hardest thing in the world to do, and people love it, but you don't get any of that thing... When you do music, you just get to hop up there and do it over and over again and be in real time. People being like, yeah, I like it so much. Thank you. They're just throwing praise at you. Like, there's nothing, nothing. Music is this total cheat code. That's why music is such fucking shitbags. Like, it's, and also, it's, the, it's for all the arts, it's the least amount of work for the most amount of reward. It's crazy. I mean, obviously, as you said before, it hasn't been exponential growth, but th- that, that you've continued in that upward trajectory yeah it's never gone down but it only goes up incrementally people start hitting like the 15 year point especially people who are like on the oh, indie God, level sold. and they're just like at a certain point like i don't know if it's my fans have gotten older or if just fewer people are coming out to shows in general well it but... should happen hey man music is like i don't love fucking the bands 
tenth album. Yeah, shit sucks. Like I, I like bands are they don't age like fine wine. I usually like the band's first albums. Like it's a young man's game. So how do you keep it fresh? I mean, how do you keep it different? From I think because record? we don't. Well, I don't know. Maybe it isn't. Who knows? Like that's the thing you don't know. Yeah, it's but thing, like, again, things are going in the right direction. At yeah, least. yeah, you you wouldn't know if if it would suck. Uh, but I think what's sort of what's kept us in this sort of weird thing where it's like I feel like we're like a band's band or like we have a lot of industry goodwill because it appeals to like you know people who who do music. But uh, because we don't really have a genre and because it's sort of always moving with the times, you know, with our sound, it's like we kind of have this like point of view for the times, so, like keep making stuff. Whereas if we were like part of a movement or part of a moment it would have been like that was amazing but then it's like that happens and it's like dated to that time that's what we keep it going there you go that was john from miglietti bass player from health thanks so much to him their new record volume four slaves of fear is out now on loma vista thanks to hector at chromatic for helping set up that conversation thanks to you guys as always for listening to the program if you like the show there are a number of ways to support us you can rate and review us on itunes google podcasts we're on spotify and youtube now like us on facebook if you have any feedback, it's rwellcast at gmail.com. Follow us on Tumblr. That's rwellcast.tumblr.com. That is the first and best place to get all your RIYL-related information. And that's about all we got for this week. So stick around because we are going to be back just about this time next week with another episode of RIYL.